Okay. Uh, good morning. Uh, we've been on a journey in uh, the book of Corinthians. And uh, through the book of Corinthians, basically, like in a nutshell, Paul is saying to this church that uh, actually you're called to live like Jesus. And the problems that you have is because you're not living like Jesus. And uh, you, if you live like Jesus, you would love one another and uh, you will edify, therefore, one another. Okay? If you live like Jesus, you will love the Father and you will love one another. So we, we just finished with Corinthians uh, well, 12, 13, 14, and actually you should consider them as one unit. He's saying, well, there is a diversity of ministries and gifts, but one spirit, okay? And the way to do that and the way to walk with the spirit is through love, chapter 13, okay? So you, you are ministering through what the Holy Spirit is giving you to one another, chapter 14, and edifying yourselves and edifying one another, okay? So if you don't live like Jesus, therefore you won't live by the Spirit, by the way, but if you don't live like Jesus towards God, if you don't live like Jesus towards one another, you're missing the mark. You're losing the plot, okay? All right? And we're going to embark on, uh, uh, let's say, a season where we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And today is an introduction, which uh, the time doesn't really uh, help to give even the, not an introduction, the beginning of an introduction, like the introduction of the introduction of the introduction about who is the Holy Spirit. Uh, so... Lord, help me. Uh, here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is from the first page in the Bible, there. So in, in Jewish understanding, you, they don't really separate the Holy Spirit from God. Okay? However, Jewish understanding as well that God, you cannot see God. And God wouldn't manifest himself to a human. I'm talking here about God the Father. But when you look at the uh, first page in the Bible, that would be Genesis 1. God is creating by his word, through his word, and then the Holy Spirit is hovering over the face of the water, and which is chaotic, like there is nothing. It's shapeless and formless, and then he creates from that all what is seen, and what makes meaning. Eden, which, if you are interested, which is a temple, is created through the Holy Spirit. You go to the New Testament, and the church is only created when the Holy Spirit comes. Okay? You get Jesus formed in you. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Come to the New Testament. The Holy Spirit will come on you, Mary, and you will have Jesus in you, incarnated, because Mary cannot form Jesus in her. The Holy Spirit forms Jesus in you and I. So the Holy Spirit is there from beginning to end. Yeah? However, you get to those theophanies, manifestations of the Holy Spirit, and then so you get really 
you get it gets a bit weird, okay? Hang on here, okay? So so God appears to Moses as a fire in a bush. Or we get those ideas about water, wind, all of that stuff. And so some of us, sadly, think about the Holy Spirit as power or energy, because that's the New Age term. Your energy is... Okay? And of course, since Star Wars or whatever that movie was called, may the power go with you. And, and we think that this is what the Holy Spirit is. No. That's wrong. I'm, I'm sorry to, actually, I'm not sorry to tell you. It is wrong. Okay? The Holy Spirit is a person. And you would do yourself very well if you start understanding that he is a person and you treat him as a person. And it is God's grace that he's giving his person to be with you and in you. The Holy Spirit is not an energy or power or influence, though the Holy Spirit can influence you and can empower you and encourage you and pick you up, strengthen you, I mean. But he's not just like that. The Holy Spirit is a person. What do I mean by that? The Holy Spirit has a mind, a will, like his mind, he's rational, he has uh, behaviors, he has actions that he does, he speaks, he listens, and he has emotions. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. You cannot grieve gravity. You know, like you can grieve yourself by acting against the law of gravity, okay? Or grieve your family, you know, just fall from somewhere and. But. Gravity cannot convince you of anything. Your action against gravity, hopefully if you survive it, will convince you of the existence of gravity. Do you see the difference? A power or a law or an energy cannot communicate with you. Yes, you can feel it as you can feel the presence of someone, but doesn't communicate with you. You don't commune and fellowship with a power or energy. This whole, uh, I'm sorry if anyone uh, is new ager here, this whole idea about the universe loves you. No, it doesn't. And the universe is not even aware of your presence. The Holy Spirit is a he, not an it, not even a she. He. And that's because he's a person. Now, start thinking that you're going to deal with a person. When you deal with a person, especially if you're walking together, if you're going to walk together, you have to agree on walking together on where you're going 
and how how does that work? I was just traveling with David, and uh, we had to agree that we're going to Spain. You see, if if he is thinking of going to Spain, and I'm thinking, nah, I really fancy Greece. We're not we're not traveling together. We're not going anywhere. Well, he might go, and I might go elsewhere, but we're not together. If even we're thinking, yeah, yeah, we'll go to Spain, and he's saying Barcelona, and I'm saying Mallorca, Mallorca, yeah, okay, we're still not going together. We have to agree. Then if we are traveling and uh, he's saying we're flying and I'm saying, no, 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 we're taking the train, okay? We might be still going to the same place, but not together and most probably not in the same time. And our experiences are different. You are walking with a person. You have to agree with him. Now, here is the catch. You're not on equal terms. I know we love that. We love to think, you know, Holy Spirit, my mate. And, and graciously, he is. He does treat us like mates. But he's my Lord. And he is your Lord. And you need to recognize that. The Holy Spirit is God. He's not the Son. He's not the Father, but He's God. That's why we have the Trinity. I know you. it might be a little bit difficult to get your head around it, but honestly, you don't understand everything in life, though you're using it. How many of you been through, uh, what, an MRI uh, uh, machine scanner? Yeah? Guess what? If you've been through it, you don't understand how it works. But you do know still that it takes a huge amount of images, sectional like that, though nothing went through you. You don't see even a beam of light. You hear knocking. What does it have to do with getting a sound in, a, a, a picture of inside? Or if you are interested, anyone, before I mess things up, anyone is a physicist here? Show of hands. Okay, I can say whatever. <laughs> you wouldn't understand most probably quantum physics. Because physics, as we've learned it, even Einstein didn't really like it when it first came around. Like, we understand or we've heard, and you haven't seen them, by the way, we've heard about electrons and protons and atoms and all of that stuff, yeah? And we know that they work as particles. We know that they bounce off of each other and they turn around in a certain direction. But if, they, if you're turning around in that direction, you cannot as well in the same time turn in the other direction, can you? But quantum physics does that. If you're acting as a particle, you don't act as a wave. But actually as well it does that. So like as something is dropping and going to bounce, as well it's going to be a wave. And you're, by the way, you're not on your own. I'm as well. I, I don't get it. So God is one. Jesus said, go and baptize them in the name singular. Singular. In the name of the Father, the Son, 
and the Holy Spirit. God is one, but a complex unity. He is three persons. And the Holy Spirit is that third person. The Holy Spirit is Lord. Don't, don't. Don't do that to yourself and treat the Holy Spirit as anything but Lord. Don't mishandle the grace of God and the kindness of God that he would make such an amazing invitation that he would come and dwell in us, each and every one of us, and think of him that uh, he's the butler, he's the helper, he's the one who gets me stuff when I need them. I, I really want that job. I really need you to strengthen me. I really need you to make me feel great. You know, we like sometimes, even when we get gifts, because you can show off. Oh, I, I, or when you have a car, I'm, I'm prophet so-and-so. That's so poor. That is so poor. Oh, I can speak in tongues. This is what is, uh, Paul is talking about. And uh, Oh, what do you think? You can prophesy? Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll stand up and I'll speak in tongues for about half an hour. You think you're the only one who has gifts? And we're showing off. That's not how you treat the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is Lord. And as He is Lord, we obey. We surrender. We give in to His leading and we follow Him. Let me give you an example from the Old Testament. You see, Paul is saying in the book of Corinthians that we've been studying that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, yes? Now, the temple, think about temple, think about tabernacle, and God's presence as a pillar of fire at night, as the cloud in the morning, would rest on the tabernacle. So we would stay around God's presence. Okay? That's the temple, the tabernacle, right? When do we move? When God's presence lifts up and looks like he's moving. We gather our stuff we follow. Here is what you don't do. You don't boss the pillar of fire or the cloud and say, let's go today. It's a good day. It's a great weather. Let's move. Let's make some steps here. Take. Let's get onto the promised land now. No. So what do I do? Oh, I camp around his presence, and I follow and obey his leadership. So the, the manifestation, the picture, is a pillar of fire. He's a person. He decides when. He decides how. He decides, set apart for me, Paul and Barnabas. He speaks. Energy doesn't speak. Fire doesn't speak. Okay? Been to South Africa. God graced me to go there. And they love what we call here barbecue. They call it braai. Everyone say braai. Great. Okay? 
and it's it's a proper open fireplace okay lovely with real wood and stuff okay it's amazing to watch you know it's called caveman's tv because that's all what you have you know fire and you can watch it and it's lovely fire is lovely to watch but it won't talk to you it won't give you wisdom it won't guide you in the way you will not know if you're watching fire for half an hour you will not go whether you go right or left whether you choose this job or not but the holy spirit guides you and then jesus saying he doesn't just guide you he guides you to all truth to all truth the holy spirit takes from what is jesus's and he said everything that is the father's is mine and he gives to you he makes that a reality not just a possibility a reality in your life you see you cannot be like jesus which is the role of the holy spirit you cannot be like jesus without the holy spirit it's exactly like mary couldn't give birth to jesus without the holy spirit coming on her for jesus to be formed in you and me that's the work of the holy spirit you are invited that's an amazing invitation you are invited to commune with god at all times everywhere and he would live in us in you in me can we even appreciate how amazing that is the holy spirit has his mind his will he speaks he hears he acts he shapes he forms he's a person you need to deal with him relate to him as a person i want to finish with that how to relate to the holy spirit as a person a few things uh number 1 be in the word be in the word and as you are in the word ask the holy spirit to speak to you in the word number 2 commune with the holy spirit commune with him but here is the thing if you're going to commune with the holy spirit obey understand who you are and humble yourself and know that you don't just need him you have to depend on him so your mind though i'm sure you have an amazing mind okay your mind is not more important than the mind of the holy spirit your will doesn't have a higher importance and power or status over the will of the holy spirit 
your ambitions, your everything, have to submit, bow down, bend the knee, and worship and honor the Holy Spirit. Commune, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Here is the thing. Agree with what the Holy Spirit wants to do. You will be fine. So let me give you this. I hope it would be very simple. You see, Jesus said to his disciples, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will testify for me. And you will be witnesses with him. About, let's put it the same testimony or testifying and witnessing. Let's make them the same, all right? Here's thing, three things. Testimony or a witness to you. It's only the Holy Spirit who can witness or testify to you that you are a child of God. And that's not just a word. So in Romans, Paul is saying he would cry in us, Abba, Father. That's not just a word. He is shaping us to be God's children. For all those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Personal testimony is the most important, and this is where you start, because he changes us from the inside out. So witnessing to you, allow the Holy Spirit to witness to you and in you and shape you and form you to be a child of God. Allow him to really develop that cry, Abba, Father, Abba, Father, oh, dear Daddy, my beloved dad, so that you would be filled with security, that you would be filled with peace, because my dad, my dad, is the creator of the universe, and he loves me. Witnessing, witnessing to you. Align yourself with the Holy Spirit to be the witness of what Jesus has done on the cross and how God loves you and wants to transform you into the likeness of Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Allow him to do that in you. Get along with that, witnessing to you. Number two, witnessing to others because that's what the Holy Spirit is about. He's about glorifying Jesus. But number two doesn't come before number one. Okay, number one happens, then you're real. Number two will just naturally take place. If you allow the Holy Spirit to be your witness that you are a child of God, you will witness normally to anyone that you can be a child of God. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Number three, and you would find it in Ephesians 3, is saying that we witness to the spiritual powers in the heavenlies, the spiritual authorities. As the church of Christ, we are here to undo the work of the enemy and even the power of the enemy over this world. Okay, And this happens by us testifying, witnessing in the power of the Holy Spirit against the spiritual powers of darkness, Okay, our spiritual warfare in, in Ephesians 6, for example. Okay, and if you're getting along with the Holy Spirit with this, you'll be fine. 
if you humble yourself and depend on him, to walk with him where he wants to go, witnessing to you, in you, witnessing to others, witnessing in the, declaring in the heavenly realms, okay? You will have communion with the Holy Spirit. When you will decide, you know, no, I, I'll, I'll take this part. I'll take, I'll take the encouragement. I'll take, I, I, I definitely want the blessing. Definitely want, I like some, some of those gifts, yeah. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit, ah, maybe peace. Peace is really great. This thing about love, you know, there are people, not sure, but joy, yes. I'll have joy, I'll have joy. But if you heard Helen, well, that's not, you cannot pick and choose. You know, it's all the fruit. If you allow him to be the maestro, he would say, who would today in our gathering would speak in tongue and who would interpret and who would prophesy? And that doesn't mean that every Sunday you would come and just keep speaking in tongues or prophesying or showing off. He is the maestro, the conductor. We all follow his leadership. If you align yourself to walk with him, it is what you would have. First, you would be the temple of the Holy Spirit. You would carry God's presence. You would carry God's presence. You would walk with him. You would know the fatherhood of God. You would know the grace of Jesus Christ and the calling, the calling and the riches of the inheritance that we have. And you will know as well the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead after he carried all the sin of the world. And that would work in you and me. Your eyes would be enlightened in knowing Jesus. Your heart would be shaped in, in reverence and honor to worship God the Father. This is what the Holy Spirit is about. If we humble ourselves, if we depend on him and trust him, you will get to live with him. If you just get a bit of him and then say no, yeah, that's not really walking together. That's like me going with David to the airport and then say, well, yeah, it was exciting so far, but no, thank you very much. Or reaching Barcelona and then saying, well, you see, you, do, you want to do those mission meetings and stuff. It's a great weather now. I want to go to the beach. I wanted to go to the beach, to be honest, you don't allow me. Okay? But do you understand? You cannot, you have to go all the way. Marriage is all the way, every day. Susie is not marrying me for six hours per day, and the rest is off. Thank God. Marriage is, is forever. It's through thick and thin, through all seasons of life. And you and I have this amazing, amazing grace to have 
the Spirit of God in us at all times. Don't disregard this. Don't disregard this. If you open yourself to the Holy Spirit, if you humble yourself to know how much you need Him in every day and in everything, if you depend on Him and trust Him, you will live an amazing life, an amazing adventure. Amazing adventure. The best life that you can have. The best life that you can have. I cannot claim that I obey the Holy Spirit every time. But I can testify that every time I obey the Holy Spirit, had an amazing life. My best times in life, my best experiences, the best thing that I even did or made in any time, is when I submitted myself to the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you not to think of the Holy Spirit as a power or influence or anything like that. No. He's a person and he lives with you and in you. And he is Lord. Stand up with me and submit. Submit. Your will your ambitions, your dreams. Submit your life. Everything that you have, everything that you own, your time, submit it to Him. And trust Him that He is good. He is good. He will lead you. He will lead you to all things that are good from the Father's heart. Open your hands and just say, Holy Spirit, I, I know and you know how, we, how we've been together. If you had a, a relationship with God, if you had a relationship as well, you know. You know where I haven't obeyed. You know where I haven't listened. You know where I was afraid to give in to you. You know when I wanted to have you, but on my terms. I wanted to follow you, but on my terms. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Would you help me today? Your word says that you would pray when I don't know how to pray and, and intercede on my behalf for the things that I don't know how to go about would you help me to know Jesus thank you that you are the spirit of revelation and understanding in the knowledge of Christ would you fill me with the calling and the hope of the calling that the riches of the inheritance and would you transform me into the likeness of Jesus and use me for the Father's glory by your power that raised Jesus from the dead.
Shape me. Shape me to be like Jesus. Shape me to be like Jesus. Shape me to live like Jesus. To be only about the Father. To submit to the Father like Jesus always did. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. I am like Mary. would say, how can this be? How can this be? But you can come on me and in me and form Jesus. Would you come and do that? Mm.